Hey, thanks for joining the Dealership Fix-It podcast. Episode 67 coming right up, Laura Rondon with social media. I know that that is a huge buzzword, and uh, we've got someone that can really bring the heat with great experience. I think I was probably like an introduction, Laura. I might as well just turn it over to you at this point. Go for it. I'm ready. There you go. It's all you. All right. So I also read in a presentation, I have been working very hard on it because I do want to put myself out there and say this is the first time I'm doing a webinar. Um, I have a lot of experience talking on social, but not necessarily being up in front and kind of teaching people my secrets and my ways. So this is the first time I'm going to be doing this, and I'm really excited to do it. So forgive me if I press the wrong button. <laughs> you got it. Let's see. Let's see. Don't worry. We'll help you through it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So let me know if you can see my screen. As you can see, it's already colorful. If you can see it, can you see my screen? We're good. All right. So this is my intro. I am Laura and I am in the cold and windy city of Chicago, something I'm not very used to. I just moved in here recently because I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Um, that's just a little about me. I'm here to bring the sunshine to Chicago. I have been doing social media accounts since 2011 and I know how overwhelming social media can be. I know how daunting and overwhelming it is. You hear social media and you know that it's for work. You want to get it away, sort of like that puffer is doing. But I have some tips and tricks that I can show you and help you and how social media can work for you. But in this case, your dealership. So allow me to play this short video for you that I created while I was working at one of was 100% created with my iPhone and iMovie, which is a free platform uh, that Apple provides. And just to show you that you don't need all these kind of crazy amounts of tools and things to create anything fun. Um, the video quality is a little low because I had to rip it from an Instagram that I had posted it on. But social media is a platform to tell stories, entertain, show a product. And this is just one of the things that you can do to make it even better. I was able to test all of my fun and wild ideas in a Harley Davidson dealership where I, where I gathered some really awesome insight and some of the things that kept the customers entertained and coming back. So remember this guy that's Joe Exotic from Tiger King? I promise you my pandemic would have not been the same if his memes weren't there to entertain me. And that's just the power of social media. It's there to bring people to you, attract, entertain. So I like to say that social media is all about fun, entertainment, and engagement. And I know that in there, you can see the word see. So the truth is, social media has been a huge game changer in the way we do business, especially in power sports. By now, social media should be a big part of your marketing budget if it's not already. And if you're here, chances are you already know the power of social media. So I'm not going to bore you with how amazing it is, how good for connection it is. You already know that it's great for relationship building and sort of connecting to your customer base. You already know that stuff. But I'm going to show you tips and tricks 
on how to really make social media work for you. Um, but as you can see, there's a fee and your fee would be time and money. That is the fee to really run a successful social media. But I'm going to show you something. Don't be scared. Don't be scared just yet. So I have a question for you. How do we keep people engaged, entertained, and at the same time, boost our game? Because that's really what we want to do. You want to boost our game, but also just really use this tool to its maximum capacity. Are you ready to take some notes? Because I'm going to show you the five things you need to do to get your social media game going strong. Because it's free, it's really not going anywhere, and you basically kind of have to. So the number one key and the number one um, thing I can offer to you is to repost. Reposting images is simple. I simply went on to the Instagram platform. I searched up on the hashtags and I wrote up Ducati. One of the first images that came through was this really awesome man. The picture is already very edited. So I really like the way it looks. I searched up Polaris. Whoops, let me go back to that. Polaris. This girl came up. It says Polaris very lightly on the thing she's sitting on top of. Shows the brand. Shows her very happy. The trees around. I like that image. And I looked up Harley Davidson. And this is actually a post where someone grabbed this guy's image and was able to repost it onto their page. So a real big secret about reposting, not big secret at all, it's you download an app. So the Regrammer app, it's an amazing way to find anything on the web. You go ahead and simply put in the link of the video you like, of the image you like, you put it on the Regrammer app. And the Regrammer app will download the image right to your phone and it will copy the text. So that way it's very seamless to go from seeing a picture, finding it, and to putting it right on your social media channel. That's a very fun and easy way for someone else to do all the work for you, all the editing, all the picture taking, all the product handling. They do all the work for you and you basically repost their images. But you were always tied to cite your work. So... Big, big tip number one, when you repost images, always credit the creator. 100%, no if, ands, or buts, always credit the creator. It's not okay for you to steal other people's works for your profit. If you are going to hold a really amazing social media, go for it and do the work yourself. But if you're going to do reposting, just credit them. It doesn't take a big chunk out of your time to do that. You simply put their at name. So my name on Instagram is at Laura Jasmine. And if you post a picture of me looking really cool on my motorcycle, just say at Laura Jasmine. And that is enough to credit the author of their work. Um, another thing you can do is definitely search on your customer base. Just go down your phone, see your tagged images. See if any of your customers have tagged you in any really fun pictures. You can quickly shoot them a DM and say, hey, can I share this with my people? Uh, that's a really good way to keep your us customers feeling appreciated and feeling like a part of your dealership and not necessarily just looking at really fun pictures on the web. So that's a big, big uh, social media sort of tip and trick that you can really go in there, take people's photos, but just credit the creator. Number two sort of tip that I have going on is take pictures of everything, everything that you can, everything that you see, anything you find interesting, just take a picture of it. It doesn't take much for you to take your phone out. I know we've been over this with three of uh, the, the other attendees where you take your phone. You always have your phone by you. And the camera setting, you don't even have to open your phone. Literally, the camera is already in the front. You touch it and you take a picture, point and shoot. Um, uh, my favorite picture taken was of this iguana. And many of you guys don't know that these these reptiles sort of hate the cold weather. And in Florida, there was a point, and maybe right now it's even happening because I heard it's like 47 degrees out there, where the iguanas just froze. And they were sort of like falling over in the middle of the street. So people started to pick them up so they won't get run over by vehicles. And one of our service guys brought this frozen iguana over. And I immediately was like, oh my God, put it on top of a motorcycle. I need to take a picture of this thing. This is so crazy. And I did, and I believe this picture got like 230 likes. People were like, are we going to cook it later? So it just, even if it was nothing related to a Harley Davidson in general, it was a, it was a very fun way to communicate with the audience and, and, you know, just have a little fun. 
and get them to come on our channel. You know what I mean? So next time we post a sale, they're already engaged. They know that we're always going to post something of value or fun or something entertaining. So that's a, that's a biggie. Just take pictures of everything. Number three, all those pictures that you take, don't just post them. Put a little bit of work in them. And I've attached here the top three social media, not social media, picture editing tools that you can use right on your phone. And these are tools that, I mean, the iPhone photo app has it directly included on your phone. So on the right side of the screen, I have listed the top things for you to take a note of when editing a photo. I kid you not, guys, editing a photo can take less than one minute per photo. It's not a lot of time to take out of your day. You can literally grab some coffee, sit down, look for really cool pictures, and just relax. Take the time to Invest a little bit of, of your time of the day, even if it's just a minute, to edit one photo and post it on a social media channel. So when you look at a photo, you want to make sure it's aligned properly. You want to make sure you crop out any excess and make your photo, give, give it a focal point. Increase the brightness. Make it look very light and airy. Increase the contrast to make the darker areas pop. When you increase saturation, some of the colors come out even stronger. The tint is whether it's a very green photo or a very pink photo. You can adjust that setting and make it just right. And the warmth is the temperature of your photo, which is your more yellow hues and your bluer hues. So just playing with those simple, very, very simple adjustments and settings can make a regular photo go from, a, go from regular to a great photo. And it's just things that you can take on your iPhone. These little devices right here have just the most incredible amount of potency right on your hands that can also come close to very professional photos. Um, and just a simple couple tricks and, and in the light editing can make them just pop out extremely. So that's a really big tip. Story posting on social media. These are things that you are able to find on Facebook, Instagram, now Twitter. It's a very new option in Twitter. Not sure if LinkedIn has hit it yet, but there's a few other platforms that are getting in with the program. This is something that originated from Snapchat, where you literally take a picture and it's gone in 24 hours. Uh, I, I suggest that you really use this platform to get in touch with your audience. Post anything that they might find interesting, just about anything. If your coworker is singing a really awesome song, take a video of it, right, with some bikes behind it, because people, people love to see you have fun. Um, a really cool feature of the story posting that you can find very easily right there on the little happy face on the photos, you click that and you're able to create polls. So whenever you have a question and you want to feel out your customer base, don't be afraid to make polls about it. Hey, do you like motorcycles that are color or more black? And if most of your people say they like black motorcycles and start posting more black motorcycles, if they talk about color being something that they like, just go around the showroom, take a bunch of pictures and videos of random bikes walk around them you don't even have to say a thing or if you want to say a thing talk about how you love the color you already know that people have a certain interest um in the story post you're able to tag your location it has a gps included on your phone so you don't even have to look very hard just attach your location it's very easy engage with them what are your flat friday plans hey we're having a barbecue tomorrow come see us uh, don't be afraid to show your face online. It's not really hard. We talk to people all the time. We gossip with our friends all the time. Then go ahead and get on social and be like, hey, guys, I have a sale tomorrow. Want to come? And that's all you need to do. Make it fun, airy, and friendly and give all the details. Um, the more you post on stories, the more you're likely to show up on people's top. And every time your story comes up, you automatically move to the top. So having a practice of doing this often can actually put you in front of many eyes right off the top. And you, as power sport dealerships, you sell fun. So, and people love to see these new items that come out, these tickets, these, these uh, new features that are coming out. Uh, there's certain bikes that have ABS and certain bikes that don't. So you might want to, hey, this bike has ABS, this bike has ABS, this bike doesn't. You know, if that's important to the customer or not. There's a lot of things you can put on social media that to you might sound very dumb and small, but to people that are on the other side, they also want to find out more information about you, learn about new products, and you never know what may stick in. We heard a lot from Joe Irbar and Joe M and Stacy how relationship building is important. 
Well, social media is that one tool that's 100% free where you can just post things that you find interesting and other people will inevitably find interesting because you're telling them about it, where you can keep them engaged and you can keep, you know, gauging what they like and what they don't. So story posting, I think it's a very important aspect. And being in a power sport dealership, you have all the toys at your disposal. So even if you go writing something, talk about it. Just went writing on this 2021 Can-Am. I had an amazing experience. Here's a couple shots. Look how dirty it got. And then put it through the, through the wash bay department and be like, look how clean it is now. Tell your story. Um, Stacy also spoke about how she loves to hear these stories about power sports. If there's somebody that comes in into your dealership and buys a really extraordinary bike or has a really cool story, don't be afraid to say, hey, do you want to share this on my story real quick? And do exactly what Joe M did and say, hey, guys, I have this customer that it's his first time buying a brand new vehicle and it just happens to be a Can-Am and he's going to get on on the story right now to tell you about his experience. It doesn't take more than just you getting out of your comfort level, grabbing that phone and telling someone, hey, join me and telling other people how amazing your story is. The more engaging content you have on your social media channel, the more that your customers are going to want to keep on coming back to see what you have coming on next. And that is so big and having people interested in, oh, and setting you apart from the rest. Not a lot of people are doing this. I was one of the first pioneering members of the Harley Davidson world because I stopped a lot of these um, Harley Davidson Instagrams and social medias and Facebooks. I stopped a lot of these people to see how could I do this better? And I realized no one's doing what I'm doing. So I would go out and be like, I love your bike, taking a picture, putting it on the social and people would love it. And they'll be like, tag me. Just as much as you, you, you know, you got to think of ways to make them feel included as much as you're trying to sell them a product. Also, just as much as Joanne said, become interested in them. And if you can share that with the world, you're also using this beautiful tool to amplify this one story to 300 other eyes that maybe just tune in into your social media. So think about that. Another uh, very important, actually my last point right here, is to comment and like. So engage with your audience. If they commented about how lovely that picture there is, or they put three emojis back to back, respond to them with three emojis back to back. It, it doesn't take a long time for you to say something nice right back or them for the compliment or ask them a question. Be like, what did you like about this photo? Comment and like, because it really gets people thinking that you are interested in what they have to say and their engagement with your post. It keeps them there longer. It nurtures them. It just all around ties in your social media efforts when you give people the feedback in return that they're giving to you. It takes a lot of effort to post things and, and sort of come up with new ideas. And knowing that people are responding to them is very rewarding. But them being thanked for, you know, acknowledging that, that we are trying and that they posted something funny or that it had a good feedback, it's also just a good back and forth thing to build upon. I do have to warn you that the more active you'll become in social media, the more you're going to get in return. How they say build them and they will come, they will come. They will come and comment on your pictures. The more creative you get, the more, the more they'll share their posts or more. So you need to just be aware that the more active you're on social, the more you have to think of it as a customer service-like service. And you will need someone to kind of monitor it. And if they have any specific questions like, love that unit, how much does it cost? That's when you need to be on your game. Make sure you respond to them quickly. Everything that Joe or Barnes said about like following up, be on point, you know, make sure that that doesn't take more than 48 hours to get responded to. Don't let them go to the next dealership. Don't let them go to the next Instagram or Facebook asking the same question. Answer it on the spot. Just be mindful that the more you put out into the world, the more that comes back to you. So you can do all these tips, but if you don't keep in mind that you need to also take into consideration how much you kind of bring into yourself when you put yourself out there, uh, that's something that you need to, to start thinking about. So I know I touched on these briefly, but I'm going to recap because it's very, very important to recap always. 
Um, so number one, always repost. Why not? Just always credit the creator. The reposting is an easy way to save your time, effort, and money to create something when someone else is doing the work. Number two, take pictures of everything. Number three, simple editing goes a long way. It's literally the difference from watching one crazy, dull, and kind of boring Instagram to something more dynamic and fun and something that I actually want to follow. It literally makes all of the difference to have pictures that are more light and pretty and have focal points and pictures that are kind of difficult to follow when you're looking at everything, trying to find what you mean, you know, or a blurry picture. That's not real good business practice in general. You wouldn't put a blurry picture of any of your, I wanted to say units, <laughs> but I don't know what to say now. <laughs> any of your motorcycles, UTV, ATVs, you don't want to put a blurry picture on that on your website. <laughs> you can go vehicles, vehicles, how about that? Your vehicles. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that on your website. So you also want to take uh your social media seriously in fact the social medias that are catered to and actually polished the most is what makes people see that you are you care about your business enough to invest on that and it makes it clean um i like to call social media the new age business card where before we used to hand each other these business cards i'm not even sure if that's allowed anymore with covid should i be handing you something that came out of my hands i don't know but with social media, it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, I really want to get highlights done. Share that social media with me. Let me see her work. You know what I mean? Same thing with dealership. Oh my God, I really want a bike. Where did you get your bike? So I'll be like, oh my God, I got it at this dealership. Let me share the Instagram with you. And the more things that your dealership has to account visually for you in these platforms, the more that people can find trust and comfort and knowing that they're going somewhere where they're going to be welcomed or that they have a spirit or that, that they're going to like bring you in and not necessarily just sell you the unit, <laughs> the vehicle. <laughs> and, you know, you go and part ways with that. So let's go over some social media do's and don'ts. These are my favorites. So do, oops. I like, I like my little effect here, so I'm going to let that play in again. <laughs> Do post pictures of dogs. Everyone loves dogs. If you have a dog and you have an ATV, put it right next to your ATV and take a damn picture of it. Everybody in the internet loves dogs. And I'm sure Stacey, she would say everybody in the internet loves cats. So even if you have a cat, put them on top of your bike. Take a picture of it. We love to see it. Post your sales. Um, what I mean by sales, if you have a 15% off, don't be afraid to take a picture of something random and be like, today we have a 15% off at the dealership. Make sure you broadcast those things. Those are great things to put on your social media tab. Um, your sales too could be any sales that you make. So if you make a sale, don't be afraid to post. And I, I would actually shy away from posting every single sale on your Instagram feed or on your Facebook feed. That gets a little like a little repetitive and boastful almost like I made a sale. We made a sale. Oh my God. Sale. Um, I would say go, go the extra step and ask the customer, like, is this your first bike or what made you get a bike? And put the story out there. Hey guys, this is Joyer Barron. He actually purchased his second motorcycle. Um, the first one was when he was single and now he's getting an ultra that has a huge back system so that his wife can ride with him on the weekend. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of husbands that would show that video to their wives and be like, babe, look, this is why we have to get a bike. We can do things together. We can ride to picnic. And what a better way is it to show your spouse or anyone just like, hey, look, this is fun. Um, poster events. If you throw an event, anything special, maybe you have, I mean, in Harley-Davidson, we would throw barbecues all the time. We would throw stunt shows. Perfect way to get pictures. Perfect way to be out on your story and just documenting everything. Post giveaways. If you have any giveaways that you're doing in the dealership, which most, most marketing tends to be sort of in-house. Well, I believe that COVID gave us a lot of, like, of introspection on how the digital work, world can work for us. and. We no longer have the necessity to kind of build this thing and kind of like put it here, put it there. Just put it on social media and the work will get done. You will have people that will share 
that 15% off with someone that they know can use it. it it's, it's really good to do that. Um, make your marketing match. So if you're doing work on emails and you're already going out of your way to have this whole email created, you can create, you can match some of these graphics or some of these messages to go ahead and post on social. Don't be afraid of doing that. In fact, you want to have a cohesive message. You're having a Christmas sale. Make sure that everything also speaks your Christmas sale. So that way you get the most exposure. It's really easy to dip into assets that you're already creating and just dump them everywhere else than it is to create something for a specific channel. So, hey, I'm going to make a video and it's just going to be thrown on social. No, actually use that video that you created just for social and put it on your email base and say, hey, guys, look at this video we made for social. You know what I mean? It all works hand in hand. So even all the efforts that you might be making for social media, these are things that can be used to literally maximize and go through and beyond all the marketing you're doing because now you're adding something different to the mix. Um, take a funny video. Take a video of the funny dance Jim from Parts does every time he makes a sale. We love to see people having fun. I, per I prefer to buy it from a dealership that looks like they're having a good time, so do that. Make a story post of the new models. The new 21s are coming out. Go around. You're just getting the shipment and grab your phone. We got this new 21 Can-Am. We got this new 21 uh, Harley Davidson. We got this new 21 Polaris. We want to see it. The, the people that are following these pages love these vehicles. So post that. Why not? Post your sales team talking about their own vehicles. Why do we have our sales team doing what they do? Okay, that's, that's a really weird question to ask. I would like to think that every time I walk into a dealership, I'm talking to someone who's experienced and can sell me something that if I have any questions over, you are the, you are the, the master in this. And you're kind of going to be this person that can answer all my questions. So if you have a, a particular member on your team that races, or that goes out into the weekend every, I mean, goes out every weekend to the trails to do mudding with their kids. Or if you have anybody else that owns something particular that they probably purchased from your dealership, put it out into the world. You want to show that to your customers that you have knowledgeable staff that also uses this, uses the vehicles for their personal life enjoyment. What other, what a better way to show that you have people on your team that live the lifestyle? Better than posting it on social media. Um, do a quick how to do an oil change. I think the TikTok industry has given us all these really fun how-tos. Um, and it's really fun to find out how things are done or to maybe attempt them yourself. And chances are, if you teach other people how to do things, they're likely going to be like, okay, that's great. Now I know how it's done and I don't really want to do that. So I'd rather give them the money to do it. And you're actually selling a service because you're actually showing that, hey, we do charge possibly $70 an hour, maybe more, to do something that you're not going to do for yourself and we do it for you because we know what we're doing. Um, so that's a really good way to show your expertise out in the field. Show the new helmet that just came in and throw a pizza party to show people you have fun, but do it responsibly because it's COVID. Very, very key things that you should do when you post on social media, tag other people. So let's just just tag other people. If you tag me as a creator, if I share a picture with you on my motorcycle and you post it on your Holly Davidson leadership and you tag me in it, chances are I'm going to show it to my friends on my Instagram. So if you tag other people, chances are that the, just tagging me on that photo is going to make 3,000 of my people see that one photo from your dealership. So I know that if there's any question about it, they're like, oh my God, Laura posted that dealership the other day. That would be fun when I want to buy a bike. You know what I mean? It's a full circle. Tag your location. It's very good to get found. It's a very good way to get found on social media when you tag your location. I would actually um, advise that if you're in a, in a big city, to post that city instead of just the power sports dealership. Because if you put that you're in Miami, Florida, that tag is so large and people love to go through it all the time that people are more likely to discover you just based on the city alone. Don't be afraid to venture out. Or let's just say you ride your ATV down to, um, in Miami, Key Biscayne is amazing. Take a picture of it in Key Biscayne and tag Key Biscayne. You want to be in different channels, but always make it tag back to your dealership. Add hashtags. Hashtags are the easiest way to be found anywhere. You guys saw how I looked at things to repost on, based on hashtags. 
I literally typed in Ducati. That beautiful picture came up. Just Ducati made me find this random guy. He could be in the UK for all I know, but had a great photo. So same thing. You never know how many people you may be even reaching or that you can target based on keywords alone. So if your dealership is in Ohio, hashtag Ohio. Why not? Um, obviously keywords like ATVs, ATV 2020, all these things help as well, but don't be afraid to get fun and add as many hashtags as you can. There's only 30 that you can add, so don't get cray cray, but you can do that. And my last tip is to have fun, have fun doing it. I had a lot of fun taking pictures of iguanas, pictures of dogs, pictures of my beautiful coworkers in a new t-shirt. Um, it's, Social media is supposed to be fun. So don't let it become a job. Let it be something that you can enjoy doing so that it doesn't become much more like a, a thing to do. A pro tip, if you grow your audience to about 10,000 followers, you can actually link your stories directly on... You can link your stories, excuse me. So, you know that whole swipe up and na 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 Well, <laughs> if you post a unit and you say swipe up to literally buy this unit right now, it can lead the customer to a specific form, to the specific units, a specific kind of thing. And it's just sort of like, bam and done. Um, so that's another do for social media. Social media, don't. Don't post a lot of images with text. You're not a book and Facebook hates it. The truth is, is that a lot of dealerships have gotten in the culture of creating these flyers for their events or sort of, Hey, we have a 15% off and they just want to overword it. They just want to write everything on it. They want to put every item in the book on it. They just want to pull all the units if you can in there, all of them that are for sale, but how much they were before and how much they were after. And that needs to be bigger. And you need to add this word and add the logo. Relax. Relax. People go on social media to see things that are pretty, to have fun to get away from a long day at work. They don't want to go on social media to read pages, have to figure out where you're trying to save, be sold again. They want to be entertained. So don't do it. Just don't do it. And I have a visual representation of the do's and don'ts in this. So just wait on it. Um, for the time being, do not post anyone without a mask or excessive touching. For the time being, it is COVID. You want to you wanna be able to tell your customers that you are in it for the greater good doesn't matter your beliefs. It doesn't matter whether, you know, you think that this infringes on your rights. The truth is, is that there's a pandemic going on. And the social norm is to not be too close to people, not be touching people, not really have a mask. So I would encourage you, if you have a sale and you want to post next to, you know, the person that just bought the, the bike, make sure they have a mask on for the time being. Just be very mindful of that. Do not post, don't, don't, bleh, 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 sorry. Don't post blurry pictures. Do not post the broccoli in between Ed's teeth, no matter how funny that may be. Those things are gross. Do not do things that are gross on social media. Do not be overly promotional. Do not be pushy. Do not spam. These are things I learned from Joe Eribarin, which is very true. Uh, yes, it, 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 there comes to a time where you just don't want to be like, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product. Hey, buy my product again. It's like, calm down. Like, if I want it, I'll go buy it. How about that? Um, you can definitely entertain, persuade, inform people, but try not to be so pushy on the sale. That's not the way to go nowadays. Don't be afraid to get creative. Don't overpost and don't post too little. And do not place a box of pizza in the recycling bin. Just a quick tip. I see people doing that a lot and I'm a huge recycling freak, so just added that just for for seasoning. Um but yes, don't be afraid to get creative guys. There you can do so much on social media. Do's and don'ts. Do have a social media that has very different, varied pictures, a lot of fun things going on. As you can see on the left, there is a lot of focal point. You can see that most of these pictures, bikes are the main image. On the other side, you have a dealership who decided to post their flyer. Not only is it very wordy, but it's literally all over the place. If you want to post a flyer, do it. But after that event is over, remove it, hide it, delete it. Don't make it look like a book. We're not reading around here. We're trying to be entertained. Do post your giveaway. Do take a creative picture of it. Don't post something like a handmade sign like that. It's not cute. We don't love to see it. We're not going to like it. And as you can see, the difference between these pictures are the likes. One has a lot of views because it was a video. 
And then the other one has 16 links. We don't really love this. We don't. Okay, cool. Great. I read it. Forgot it. Don't care for it. On the left side, it's a picture that someone else took. Someone else edited. Love it. Great for reposting. Look how many likes. The other one shows a really blurry picture of a really cool motorcycle. In fact, it's one of my favorites. And I'm really upset it looks like crap. <laughs> I want to encourage for dealerships to use their social media as their trophy case. Document every win. If you have a hunt, if you have a birthday, a dealership birthday, it is your 20th year in business. That is something to celebrate. Put it on social media. If someone in your team decides to, I don't know, get engaged, put it on the story. We are so proud of you. Just become one with social media and try to amplify and give fun and project all of these things that are wonderful about your dealership and the beautiful people working in it. I was told one day by one of the people that I worked really closely with, and he told me a building is just a building, but a building is a home because of the people that are in it. And this is in a dealership. And it was a dealership that we worked hard to make it feel like home so that people kept wanting to come back. So it's true. A building is just a building unless the people that are in it make it a home. A social media is just a place to post random pictures unless you make it something worth it. So if you go in there and you post several things, hey, this thing just came out. We're so excited that it's here. Oh, we've been waiting for the live wire. It's a new advance in technological um, advances. A new advance in technological advances. Oh my God, you can tell I'm nervous. It's a new advance in the new world. Um, be excited. Post that you're excited about it and show it to the world. Chances are your customers will get excited about it. So let's discuss some social media channels. You got Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, the main two. Facebook is where the boomers live. Instagram is where the millennials live. That is the sort of the, the norm that's going around nowadays, but it's not true. You have all kinds of different people in both channels. I do believe that the boomers prefer using Facebook and the millennials love using Instagram, but again, very mixed audiences in both and you can leverage that. Facebook's algorithm is based on comments, reaction, and link sharing. So the more comments, the more reacting there is to posts, the more links that are, the more, yeah, the more links that are reposted and shared on Instagram, on Facebook is what makes it really pop for you. And on Instagram, it's based on interest, recency, and relationship. And that's why the story posting on Instagram is very, very powerful. Because it puts you on top the more you use it. Both on Facebook and Instagram, now it's become a, a big conjunction. I can't speak. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram are working now closely together, and they have ads. So... It is a process that you kind of have to sit down and give you a couple of hours for. You set up a budget, you set up your Facebook and ads managers, and then you go ahead and create some ads. Take some of those some pictures you took and write down there. It's been, there hasn't been a better time to own a new vehicle today. Call us today. You know, put a call to action. Make them fun and friendly. You can find a lot of examples of ads on the web. There's even a way to put your inventory as carousel ads that feed directly onto Facebook and, and Instagram that show people the inventory you have in a carousel. In fact, um, oh wait, that's coming up next, but these are the, the top main objectives that Facebook and Instagram go for. You either have awareness, consideration, or conversion. Awareness is something that you can boost and you show people that you're there. It, it works to reach your niche audience, your target audience. Um, you now want to reach the powerful world of women, and you can put, I am trying to target with this ad, women that are from about 25 to 45, and I want them to know that we have a new women's writing course just for them. It's awareness for it. So you're able to create some sort of ad that matches that messaging Give it a call to action. Say, join us now. Get in, it, get in with it today. Live your dream. Um, and go ahead and feed it as awareness. Consideration. It takes you directly to a product. It takes you directly to a URL landing page website. So you can have the objective of actually selling a product or a service directly with the ad. And conversion, it actually pushes people to sales. Um, so those are the three main things that you can 
define as an objective to create an ad for. And a huge, 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 huge shout out goes to Beyond Creative, Joa Beyond Creative. Um, I work with him and work with under him, whatever you want to say. And we do a lot of this for our clients. We get creative with them. We create these campaigns. We ask them, hey, what do you have going on that you would like to put out into the world? And they let us know. And then we carefully craft a really awesome uh, graphic, a message. And we feed it out into the world as one of the three objectives. So beyond creative, we do good work. We got tweets, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Twitter is a platform that a lot of people use to get their point across, read the news, see what Trump is talking about now, um, and new topics that are going out around nowadays. So it's a very good way to get people engaged and, and see what they're talking about. LinkedIn is more of a professional platform. Pinterest is more image discovery for those visual people like I am and need to see something in order to get it. Maybe an infographic that talks to us. Pinterest is very good. Pinterest is also very good for home recipes and things you can do to get creative. They also have a lot of uh, <laughs> picture editing tricks. Um, and Harley Davidson, I know that I represent Harley, so I talk about Harley a lot, but they actually have their own collection of images that if you're a Harley dealer, you're able to go in there and repost those images straight from Harley themselves. That's really, really awesome. There's a lot of these OEMs that willingly give you all of these, all of this imagery you can use and not really have to search really hard for by going into some of these, these areas. YouTube. YouTube, I rank as number one always in social media uh, because it also helps with your SEO. And it helps. It, it just helps in many ways. I really have a lot to say about YouTube, but I'll just condense it and say that YouTube serves more than 2 billion views a day. That tells you that people are on this and they're watching and they're looking for new things to see. So if you're a dealership, do not underestimate the power of taking a video and talking about a certain vehicle and giving the most you can about it or your experience experience or your story because there's a lot of people out there that are willing to listen to this stuff that literally spend billions of hours just browsing on the web looking for things that they're interested on so don't shy away from youtube it is a very very powerful social media platform posting on youtube will help people find you on google youtube also exposes you to a larger audience all around the world you acquire qualified traffic because they, there's insights that even tell you how long they even watched that video for. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing on um, Facebook and Instagram, but YouTube just has bona fide real insights on that. Um, videos have a higher conversion rate no matter where you go. It, it's just proven. You can see a picture and swipe up and it's done and forgotten. You remember something someone visually showed you, told you um, that you heard. And also explained and went over it a couple times. It's pretty obvious. You can utilize YouTube ads to reach an even bigger audience. And there are several ways to repurpose your YouTube videos. So if you do create a larger one, there's always ways online to find people that can cut it into smaller sections for you. And it can also be social media content um, and could be email content for you to create. Okay. I don't, I did not want to go into this platform, <laughs> but we'll get into the TikTok. So TikTok, it is one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world. That's right, Joe. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kurt, sorry, Kurt is dancing. Um, it's sometimes funny. It's sometimes cringy. That's Joe Erevarin's word, but it's definitely addictive. I... I'm one that I don't like to go on that platform because it's just so weird. But then I spend hours just scrolling and like learning new things. I even learned how to clean my bathroom floor with toilet cleaner. I know that sounds crazy, but it really lifts up the grout. It's intense. It works. Um, <laughs> so why we love TikTok? TikTok provides a platform for users to express themselves in a very creative way. Now, there are so many YouTube, I mean, YouTube, social media platforms that you can be a part of to give a lot of an outreach. And there's just so many choices. You can seem like this kitty just lost. I'm here to tell you that in my expertise, especially with power sports, I would 
ask you to limit yourself. I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds really crazy, but unless you're going to have a dedicated social media person, this will overwhelm you. This will make you wreck your brain. All of these platforms have very different specifications on the amount of resolution they accept, the sizes you should post on, the best practices. The ones that are going to get you more return for your book are Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for dealerships. People want to see, be entertained, and, and you know, they want to do these things. Unless you're uber creative, unless you're going to get there and do a funny dance or funny how-to in less than 15 seconds or less than a minute, I suggest you don't even touch TikTok with a temple pole right now. I know that's not industry practice to say that, but it's true. You want to spend your time and your money, especially when there's very little of it, where you know you're going to get the most bang for your book. If you're not performing as good on, uh, if you're not, you know, as, as funny or as, you know, your your content is not um, just hitting it in the nail with, with the platform that's on TikTok, you kind of want to steer away from it because a lot of your things will be lost in translation. Now, let's just say you did something really cool on YouTube and, and Facebook that you can stitch together and make it a bam, 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 something fun, quick, and easy that you can put on on TikTok, then go ahead and go for it. But as an industry expert, if you're just going to handle it and handle it on your own, I suggest to really focus on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, now, you want to handle all of these social media platforms and you want to go ahead and get on all of them and be up in the game and have a presence in each and every one of them, there is a way to do it. I suggest, for a small fee, you can get into Hootsuite, Meet Edgar, or Agoropulse. Gorpulse is a very awesome tool to respond to messages, not really posts. But if you have uh, the issue where there's a lot of people speaking to you and asking you units or how much is this or whatever, Gorpulse is really one of those things that it's like one-on-one -on -one with the customer. You answer all of the social media platforms right then and there. Um, but Hootsuite and Meet Edgar are very good platforms for posting. Um, you can upload one image. Say I want to post it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And these programs are very good at just like dispersing everything at the time and date you say to disperse it to. So these are really, really awesome options to go ahead and have your foot every one of those social media channels without really having to do a lot of the work. So, okay, I know I threw a lot of information at you here and you're just like, girl, I'm not that creative. That's a lot. I don't know what to do. But I want to assure you, you don't have to be a creative person to know what looks good. We trust you. We know you have good taste, okay? We know that you can get up and dress yourself in the morning and walk matted black. And, you know, we, we trust you. You don't have to feel like you need to be some crazy creative person to create really good stuff. Select your wins. Um, speak to other people. Get some ideas online. Just overall, your thought on social media and just think of different things to do. Make a list. Hit it one by one. Um, it's, it's just a really good way to connect and just engage with your customer base and build really long and trustworthy relationships with them when you put in the effort in your social media. So yeah, I know that's a lot, but I know you're interested in doing your social media. However, you don't want to put a lot of your own time into it. The other thing you can do is hire someone and pay them their work. Okay, social media now being a marketing tool, it's no longer just this little thing that you can post little things to. If you start doing it yourself, you'll see how intensive it is and how it could become just a job on its own. So do go out there and research hiring a social media specialist and pay them their work. I will not stop stressing that. Invest in an influencer marketing. There is other people that have large amounts of followers that they've already built up themselves, such as Stacy. Stacy's a girl. She probably has a lot of people that follow her for her knowledge and the fact that she's a badass biker chick. So say Stacy has 100,000 followers. That's 100,000 eyes that literally follow her from that niche. Not, not to say everybody's in that, but there's a lot of an interest there. So go ahead and don't be afraid to say, hey, Stacey, you want to come in? We'll give you a couple free t-shirts or we'll pay for your time or if you can give us a shout out. It's very, very good to use a lot of these influencer benefits. 
Um, and if anything else, hire a digital marketing agency. Again, I work for one. We do a lot of clients and we do a lot of great work for a lot of clients. And we just already know what points to hit, where to send them to, where to send the ads. And it works like a charm. So those are my social media strategies in a bubble and what I can give you today on this. I hope that wasn't too much. Hmm. Laura, I just want to add. Yeah. Can I add? Um, you touch on a really good point, and that is, you know, it's almost the same thing with, with Joe Irabaran's talk where I said, what works better, you know, in-house or, or out, right? What, what, do you outsource it or do you in-house it? And I just want to share, uh, Laurie, you didn't sell yourself uh, in, in this capacity the way that I think maybe you could at. And that is when you outsource your social media to someone that works within that niche, um, you're connecting yourself to other networks. So your dealership might be connected to five, six thousand, ten thousand, fifteen, eighty thousand people. But when you go and outsource it and you go with someone that's working with 50 other dealers, 10 other dealers, there's in things that are common and things that are similar, a lot of those posts get shared and you end up adopting user rates from, from that network affiliation. Yeah. I, I used to do that in the past for different accounts and it was amazing how fast you could grow an account. And just growing an account and building your mail list off of that is a lot of the value that I think a lot of the guys miss with social. And that's if you can convert it to some kind of mail list capture tool, you know, something like what, what Joe uses on lead captures, that's the, the values. It, it's almost, it's almost incalculable. Right. No. Yeah. That's a great point. It's, it's good to just not only gauge your audience, but use the most that you can from that. And from social media, you're able to rip just about anything. In fact, I, I try not to say this a lot, but it's just a very important part. As a salesman, you kind of want to, everybody gives their information willingly up online. So you are able to find things such as emails, names, but you're also able to find interests and in things that they're already involved in. So if you pre-check Joey or Barron, you're going to know that he has four kids and that he's married. So he comes in interested in a bike. I can already be like, hey, man, you got a wife? I know she would love this. And you know what? When the kids are out riding, I mean, when you're out riding with your wife, the kids could do something. I'm di digressing here. But yes, you have a lot of information and you can read a lot of information from from these platforms. I believe what you refer to is commonly called now as creeping, right? Or stalking. Creeping, stalking, creeping. yeah. <laughs> it, it's only creeping when old dudes like me do it, Joe. When, when other people do it, when, when young females do it, that's cool. We're just collecting information. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. Touche. Um, one other thing, and, and I know that I'm, I'm asking because I've seen, you know, some posts come through. Um, who at the dealer level, when they're taking pictures or they're trying to build a content, a media bin of content for themselves, who at the dealer do you think should be in that project? Should it be all hands on deck? Should it be one person? Should it be the general manager? Like, what's your personal thought on the involvement of staff in that kind of activity? Yeah, I think all hands on deck. I think all hands on deck. There are certain things that if you hire one person to do social media and they sit there all day trying to come up with different and fun ways, there a lot of the conversations that the salesmen have with our customers are things that are going to be missed by that person who doesn't really have the front end of the business in their in their purview. So if you have a salesperson that's like, hey, that would be such a lovely idea to put on camera. You want to get on, on this real quick and talk about your life? Or, hey, let me get a real quick picture of you on that bike. It looks amazing. And then he ends up buying it. And then we just have a great picture. And then that salesman can then tell me or let us know, you know, hey, um, that person bought a bike. This is their special story behind it. If you want to post it, they said it was fine. In fact, in our dealership, we had a implemented rule that we had to have one of those release forms within the deal process where they would sign it and they would say, it's okay for you to post my picture. So that way uh, we worked as collectively as a dealer. Um, people knew that I needed these pictures to post or to put in our sites and do whatever. So I think it should be an all around dealer process to just pitch in on ideas, even if it's not to do anything crazy inclusive, but definitely be in there to be, you know, hands on with the whole machine. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was just looking through the chat to see if there were any other questions. I didn't see anything that really um, popped out from the chat on Zoom. If you're an attendee here, um, you know, and first off, if you guys have stuck with us for the last four hours, man, congratulations to you. I've seen some names that have been on the list all day. And uh, man, I kudos to you sticking it out. I know that five hours for a webinar seems huge, but we tried to break it into sections that would make sense. So um, if you've got questions, jump in here. If you've got feedback, jump in. And after the next section, which is on fixed operations, uh, we're going to have a final wrap up with the whole panel and we can go over any kind of questions and comments, concerns, anything like that at that time as well. So if you guys got something coming up, any kind of feedback, dump that into the chat. And I'm periodically going to try and get back over to that Facebook page and see if we've got any input there as well. Wonderful. All right. Laura, do you have anything else? No, nothing else. I think I'm actually just getting kind of hungry and I was thinking about food the whole time. <laughs> so I might just oh go my back. goodness. <laughs> but yeah, oh no, nothing goodness. else. Nothing else. I just really think that social media is a really powerful platform and a lot of people shy away from it because it seems kind of difficult. But you'd be surprised how much fun you can have by just doing really fun things. <laughs> Well, and I'm going to be bold and I'm going to, I'm going to call out people that are listening to this. Um, a lot of people, Laura, and you run into this, I'm sure you do, but you're too polite to say it. Um, dealer owners, a lot of them think that they understand it. Like you say, oh, let's talk about social media. Like, I don't know how Facebook works. I don't know how, I know how LinkedIn works. And it's like, you, you have an idea of what it is, but you don't really understand the tools, the nuance, the communication, the, the communication flow, the benefits, how to funnel people through to different things. I mean, my experience at the OEM level, I once saw a major manufacturer pay a company hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a video and then brag about how many viewers saw that video. But when you clicked on the link, it didn't go to that manufacturer's website. It went to the production house that made the video and they made the video for competitive brands. So when you went to their page to, to see other videos, you were like, you know, and I'm just going to throw names out, you know, but you would see like BRP, Triumph, KTM, Ducati, BMW. Oh, yeah. It's like they made stuff for everybody. And it's like, so you just spent a ton of money promoting someone else's link that didn't even go to your own product, right? You actually spent money and sent traffic to someone's design house for marketing expenditures rather than to buy motorcycles. Oh, yeah. And so when people don't understand how the flow works or how the tools work or how to, how to capture those, those eyes, um, to me, that's a real heartbreak because like you, I've been in social for a long time. I've been an early adopter. And when you see it misused or when you see the expenditure but not the capture, that to me is, man, that's criminal. And, and someone like you that brings that experience to the table that can get a dealership set up, maybe not run it forever but get them set up and give them some coaching. I mean, at least then they, they've got a semblance of, hey, it's costing this, costing me this much, but I'm seeing this much of a benefit. And I think that's, that's invaluable. Totally. Thank you so much, Kurt. Thank you for the opportunity. That's fun. <laughs> oh, I think, you know, I'm going to speak for others in this, but I'm really happy. I think the roundtable's been working out really good so far. So, Brian, are you still with us? Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to put you on the spot because I think it'd be kind of creepy and weird if I introduced myself. Well, I was thinking about that and I was thinking how I wish that I had had a little write up one of those, like I can read it like the announcer at the monster truck deal. Uh, next, the next one we do of these, we're going to have to prep that way because we didn't prep that way. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, just kidding. So uh, you guys probably know Kurt Von Onen. He's been on uh, my Dealership Fix-It podcast a couple of times. And man, always such a great conversation. Kurt knows the intricacies of what goes on in a dealership. You know, fixed operations, what he tends to talk about, that's his sort of his baby on that side of the, the dealership. But I think uh, anybody that's uh, had a conversation with him or listened to him talk about the processes he likes to uh, to make sure are, are involved with the dealers that he works with, understand that it's a, a holistic business 
approach that he takes just happens to be heavily uh, catering to that where he spent a lot of time. So, Kurt, thank you for bringing this all together and putting yourself last. Uh, you're up. <laughs> um, Brian, thank you so much. Uh- Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.